Hey guys, you're tuned in to our second episode of Articles of Linguistics. If you missed it, last week we asked the question, if it was raining really hard outside and you yourself had a rain jacket but your friend didn't, do you put the rain jacket on so you can bear the environments or do you leave the rain jacket in the car so you can face the same environments as your friend? And unfortunately no one answered on it, but we thought we'd give our take on it. So Sean, what do you think? Do you leave the jacket in the car, or do you put on the jacket? So in the case of a snow or a rainstorm, and I'm in the car with my friend, and he has to suffer, you know, honestly, if I brought my jacket, I'm putting my jacket on. <laughs> because in a case, in a situation like that, I mean, sometimes you have to let them learn the hard way. <laughs> so the best way to let them learn is to let them endure that environment yeah. by themselves. And, you know, you don't need to say anything because they're already in they're already in pain. They just, know. They yeah. already know, but you could just, you know. I mean, if it's a female, you know, if it's my girlfriend or my, my sister, or honestly, maybe not even my sister. If it's my mom, though, I might help her out. But in the case of a rain or a snowstorm, you know, you know, we're all in this together. But at that point in time, you got to save yourself before <laughs> you can save the others. So, As the flight attendants would say, you put your mask on first before you help out other people, right? Exactly. So, okay, something you said, which is very interesting, is, like, you separated it by, like, I mean, it obviously depends on who it is. Like, if it's your friend, especially if it's your male friend, you know, you're going to let him learn trial by fire. You know, you're going to let exactly. him see that you're wearing your jacket and be like, bro, like, next time, you know. <laughs> but, like, if it's your girl, you'd be like, ah, oh, like. Sometimes okay. you might have to take one for the team when it's your girl, you know. Mm -hmm. If it's really that bad out and you're just, she's looking fancy as, you know, sometimes you just got to. You gotta swallow your pride yeah. and just give them the gotta jacket. Take the L. Gotta take the L. <laughs> Taking the L. Oh, so, man. and me personally, like I honestly would probably do the same thing Sean does. It it depends on who it is. If it's my my friend who is a male, you know, like I'm putting my jacket on. It's yeah. cold as hell. It's raining. Whatever. Sorry, you forgot your jacket. If it's my girlfriend, that's uh, a little bit different. You know, <laughs> like I gotta give her the jacket. You know, like that's that's just how it is. That's the way society is. And like I. I love her, and I can't let her suffer either, so, um, you know, if it's my mom, of course she's getting the jacket. Most of my friends within my group would probably get my jacket. But, why did we ask this question? What is the importance, or what is the underlying importance of this question? So, the reason we developed this question is the deeper meaning is... Do you let other people's problems become your problem? So that is the root of why we asked that question. And it can almost apply in the same context in the sense of if it's, if it's a friend or if it is a family member, whether it be your parents, brother, cousin, um, or whether it's a spouse or a significant other, do you let their problems become your problems? So, Sean, with this switch in the conversation, what do you think? It's a little bit more, I guess, deeper. You know, for me, I really try... I try to focus on my own self so that if someone else has another problem, you know, I really try not to undertake their problem as mine. I mean, I will give them words of advice for next time if they do come across, if we come across a similar situation, but as far as letting someone else's problem go, like if someone's, you know, failing a class, I did the homework, like, yeah, sure, you could copy off me. But if that's going to be like a constant thing of like, oh, I forgot to do the homework, and I'm like, damn, you copied the last four homeworks, you know? It's like, after a while, it's like, <laughs> I'm the only one doing your homework, basically. So yeah. someone's got to learn somehow. And by telling them no, you know, sometimes that's just, like, the first step. But 
you know, whether it's like, if it's like a physical problem, depending on the environment, or, you know, like if someone breaks their elbow, like there's no doubt I'm there to help them, especially if they're my friend, I'm going to be able to help them out. But if they're just going to be abusing my help, then so there's, there's a, there's a line you have to draw for yourself. And that's, so there's, for everybody, for family, everybody. friends, spouses, there is there's a line you have to draw. And especially if it's you know if I if I feel like my help is being like abused in a sense, so it's like mm. if I'm if I'm constantly trying to help someone out, I don't want to just you know I'm I'm also trying to help myself out in a in a certain situation. So I would I wouldn't expect them to help me if I was in trouble or in a in a uh, if I had a problem, but I would definitely. You know, I I keep my head up, and I would hope for the best for myself. So if someone else helped me, it'd be it'd be helpful. But I'm not expecting anyone else to really, you know, help me out. Especially if I have a problem, I'm just trying to I'm focused on my own. And so when other people have their own problems, it's kind of like, well, I could help them out, you know, this once, but it's not going to be like an ongoing thing of like, oh, I need a ride, I need a ride. I like I can't just always be giving you the same ride, like, mm-hmm. and, and and depending on the situation that they they put themselves in, so. For me, I really try not to let other people's problem become mine, because then it also ruins my day in a sense. Not it doesn't ruin my day, but it just kind of puts weight on my shoulders for something that I never intended to do. So yeah, and, and it really depends on the situation and what I'm really doing. But for the most part, I try to you know I try to help people out to an extent where they're gonna learn for the next time, so they don't have to constantly be putting themselves in the same problem and expecting my help every single time because that's just you know. Like, it's what, like mentally draining. Yeah, it's like <laughs> after a while, you know, you gotta draw that line and yeah, stand yeah. up for yourself at one point, or else you're just gonna be, you know, just taking under undertaking other people's problems, and then then you're just filled with everyone's problems, including your own, and you know where to stop. So mm-hmm. that's just where I kind of I kind of have to break free from that yeah that stigma or or whatnot. So absolutely, and there there's also like that line you were saying, like for me personally. There, there is friends, and like, of course, there's family that, regardless of how they treat me, like, I'm just gonna be there for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's just a personal, like, my own morals. Like, I'm just gonna. They've been in my life long enough for me to know that they are genuine enough for me to always have to help them, regardless yeah. of how. I mean, yeah, if they if they abuse my help to an extent, everyone has that line or yeah. that limit. But like, for the most part, like, I'm going to be there for them mm-hmm. regardless. Um, and of course it differentiates with like friends, spouses, family, again, like family, again, like I'm, I'm devoted to them regardless, no matter how they treat me. Yeah, exactly. That's my family. They grew up with me. They would definitely be there for me. Friends, friends, this is where I draw a different line with family and spouses with friends. Um, yes, it's always good to be there for them, but you really, you can only listen to so much negativity and True. their problems before, of course, before their problems become your problems, but before you start to just reflect on it, you know, and, and it becomes almost mentally draining to an extent. Yeah. So a lot of people will take that, uh, let's take you listening as an opportunity for them to just let go of all their negativity and dumping it on you. But if that if that isn't being reciprocated, if they're not there for you to hear, like, what you have to dump on somebody, you know, you're just, you're just taking all of their shit and outputting positivity, and they're like, thanks, cool, like, I feel great, and then you gotta, like, dwell on that shit for the rest of the day. So, I draw a little bit, a little bit closer line with the friends, because I have to really see that they, 
would reciprocate that for me or they might have already as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll let their problems, be, depending on how severe their problems are or how involved I want to get personally. Yeah. I mean, if it's, sometimes you get the trifecta, you know, like sometimes one friend's problem involves another one of your friends and you're like, ah, oh. oh, you know, like I'm not, I don't want any of this shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's a situation where you kind of just have to, you know, step out of that box or that line and just be like, you know what, this conversation, like, let's change it up or like, let's do, do something because then you want to, I don't know, when it's... When, I, when there's a problem between two of my friends and, I, and I'm and i in the middle, it's like, please don't put me in the middle of this problem because yeah, this is like, not something I signed up for. I wanted to hang out with you and not your problems. So it's like Bam. Cer- certain certain conversations, you know, sometimes you just have to just cut it loose and just be like, you know, I don't want to talk about your problems or whatnot because then you're just surrounding yourself with like negative info and then you're, you're, you're giving back positive feedback but at the same time you're still surrounding yourself with that negativity. Yeah, it's on you. And then that just kind of ruin. that doesn't ruin your day necessarily but it just could also, you know, put like a roof on your head for just like stopping you from doing something that you want to do. Absolutely. I don't know, I just, that, it really depends though when it comes down to it really on the situation or the person because mm-hmm. like Lil said, it's like it could be your family so then you, you got you got to help your family you got to help your cousins out and whatnot but sometimes if it's a friend or even like a friend you haven't talked to and they're 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 just asking you for help on something depending on how necessary that is or how much of a priority that is like if they need a ride from the airport like for sure like i could help them out and get them a ride but like if they're gonna tell me that they just like you know they just i don't know what's the crazy situation like but I don't know, a lot of people, like, I mean, our generation complains about, like, politics and, like, school yeah. and shit, which, I mean, is, that's a good, yeah, I mean, like, I'm stressed out about school, but, like, if that's the only thing you're stressed about, like, that's something you need to change in your life, yeah, you know, like, exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to sound mean, but, like, we're on the podcast right now, so I'm going to be real with you guys, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that shit all the but, fucking yeah. time, you know, like, dude, if you're complaining to me about the same motherfucking problem, like, realize that problem and change it, you know, that's all you need to do to... I mean, especially if it's school too. I mean, it's like, it's like, okay, so like me and Chloe, we're both in school too. So we kind of have similar, you know, homework problems or stress levels of, of, of similar trait. But it, at the same time, it's like, we're both in that same situation. So when someone else, I mean, when, when you're in the same situation of like, oh yeah, I have hella schoolwork, I'm swamped on all, it's like, okay, yeah. But like, there's also a whole another other students like that are handling their shit. So it's like, I don't want to hear what your problems are. Like, what are you doing to like fix your problems? You know, it's like, what? What are the ideas that you're thinking about that are going to help you succeed or, or or move through your problems? Because those, that's really what's going to help you is talking about how to fix them rather than just dwelling on the actual problem itself. Because I feel like when you're just, you know, just talking about your problem like it's never going to fix itself. Well, I mean, it's really not going to fix itself until you start thinking about solutions for your problem. Exactly. Because, I mean, if you're just surrounding yourself with the same thought of, like, oh, I'm, I'm, this homework is so hard, or I have no time, it's like, okay, well, make time. Do the homework. Like, you know, stand up for yourself in a situ- in, 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 in the case of when you're busy. Like, tell people no for once or, or whatnot, just to be able to fix your homework problem or whatever, you know, situation that you're in, be able to try to find the solution and talk about the solution rather than just talking about the problem. Because then you're just going to be dwelling and dwelling on the problem with you, rather when you could be dwelling on the solutions to help you move through your problem at the, at those times. So. Exactly. 
Sometimes you gotta hit them with the boundary statement. You know, when you, <laughs> when you hear all that negativity, like so that that's something I wanted to bring up too. Like if someone, if you have someone in your life that is just always a dwell, you know, always talking negative stuff, and you you like them, you know, they're cool people, and it, maybe it's not all the time, but you know, you are their sort of trash can, you know, of negativity. Damn. You know, in a sense, you know, some people, you know, like this person, yeah, yeah, this person really listens to me, so I feel like I can just vent. There you go. That's the key word. Yeah. I feel like I can vent to them. But you're like, dude, you know, I don't want to be rude because they feel like they can confide in me, but yeah. like, I don't want to hear it all the time. It's like, we were just venting last night yeah. and the night before. <laughs> it's like, like, why are we still venting? How much shit happened overnight? <laughs> yeah. Like, what fixed itself? Yeah. Like, did anything that, like, was, was like, uh, solidify or whatever? Uh, like, what was the solution behind anything? Exactly. Like, was there any solution? Was there any progress? Was there any... Like, fix up. Like, did you ever fix it up, or did you just keep dwelling and dwelling and days on find more problems. And you just enjoy venting to me, because I don't enjoy listening to your venting, like, five days on end. Like, I'd like to hear your progression more often than your, Bam. Than your problem. Or at least, yeah, exactly. Like, the counteraction to that problem. Yeah. So that's when you gotta... I learned about this this semester. I Actually, two semesters ago. Hit him with the boundary statement. <laughs> you know, hit him with the boundary statement. And for, like, some of you guys might already know this because if you're in the communication field, this is very apparent to you. But a lot of people don't know this. And what a boundary statement is, uh, well, first I'll go into, like, why we are afraid to use them. It, they're very direct, you know. And a lot of people will think that the person that they're using it, not against, but using it for, might think that they're rude. But... Uh, they're very, very important for this type of situation and really important for not letting people's problems become your problems. So a boundary statement is essentially <laughs> what the fuck you want to say, you know, yeah. how you're feeling in that moment. You know, if you like, let's say you're at the coffee shop, you're there real quick. You're just trying to get a coffee and keep going. And someone's like, oh, hey, what's going on? Like, then you start talking like. You know, you could hit them with like, oh yeah, I only got a couple minutes, but what's up, Damn. what were you talking about? And before then, the conversation before starts. Before it even starts, like, oh hey, how's it going, I got a couple minutes, like, what are you doing? And then boom, like, they already know that you have a couple minutes, so you're not really trying to stop mm -hmm. and talk for, for, for a good amount of time or whatnot. Even if, if you're in the gym, you know, you could see somebody you haven't seen in a while, and they're just going to try to talk it up. It's like, sometimes you just got to let them know, like, yeah, bro, like, good to see you too, I got to finish this workout, whatnot, and then, you know, you just got to, you got to... You're at the gym, you know, you came to work out, you didn't really come for conversation, like, yeah, it's nice to see someone, but, like, I'd much rather talk to you outside of the gym when I'm done working out or whatnot, like, you know, it's just... I'm not on my schedule. When I, yeah, exactly, like, yeah. I have a lot more free time at hand, because sometimes, you know, people are on schedules and people are on certain times, so, you just, and so, more specifically, sometimes you're on a certain time, so you gotta, you know, that boundary statement is just an underlying... Just a statement saying how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, like in the in the Ross form, it is how you truly feel. And obviously you'll you'll uh, you'll finesse it to sound a little bit softer when you do say it, but for instance, like for this, you know, if someone's problems are becoming your problems, if someone is we'll we'll use the venting example because it's what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. If if someone is venting to you too much, then you have to say when you first meet them, your first interaction, like, hey, Either, like, I can only listen to you for, like, 10, 15 minutes or else, like, and then we gotta yeah. talk about something else or we gotta do something. Yeah. Or, like, hey, like, every day is just too much. Maybe, like, I'm down to listen to your problems maybe once a week or, like, yeah, what Sean maybe. said, like, 
I'm, I'm, I'd love to listen to you, but I gotta hear some positivity in it as well. You know, I gotta hear the balances of like, yeah, the balances. these are the negative things, but these are the things I'm doing to overcome them. Like, like tell me, tell me what's wrong, right, on the first day, and then, then a week later, tell me what you've done to, you know, think about your solution, so then you could, I could see that you're actually trying to help yourself, because if you're just gonna be like, oh, I got this ticket here and this ticket this day, and then the next time you're like, dude, I still got these tickets, like, okay, I understand, I've known. But it's like, have you saved any money to pay those tickets off, or like, have you? I want to hear about that. Yeah, like I want to, I want to know what you're actually doing to like get you out of that rut, because I want to know that if you're gonna be in this rut for time on end, like, how do we plan accordingly so then you're not always in a rut to hang out? Because I don't want to just hang out with someone who's always in the dirt. You know, it's like, I mean, I'm there to help you, but I'm not there to, you know, clean you off and whatnot. Like you gotta, <laughs> Man. you know, you gotta clean yourself yeah. sometimes. You gotta fix your own problem. Like, but I think. I think that might bring us into our second question on, let's say you're by yourself. Yeah, so, okay, we'll, we'll get away from the emotional example, but let's say straight up, like, okay, this has nothing to do with you. We'll use the example, if a stranger is, we'll say this, we're, you're at Chase late at night. <laughs> you know, we'll set okay, the, we okay. got to set the scenario up, because that way they can Hell understand. Yeah. You're at Chase, you know, you're withdrawing money. There's only one ATM. Someone's using it. You know, so you got to wait. You know, you, you choose to wait in your car, obviously, because it's late at night. And this guy withdraws money, and you see someone come up behind him robbing him. What do you do? Obviously, the safest option is for you to stay in your car. Yeah. You know, that at that point, that is his problem, you know? Yeah. But do you let that problem become your problem? Yeah, like, how would you react? How do you hit that robber with a boundary statement? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I don't have too much time. I need the purse right now so I can give it back to Wait, this advice. Hey, I know you're doing this, but I really need that ATM. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I this mean... This is morally... Like, this is a huge morals issue. Right? This not is like an issue, but... This is, like, something that, like, could could happen to you. Not not getting robbed, but, like, you could see someone, like, you could see an old lady get her purse snatched and, like, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like, it might happen in your lifetime. So, for for me, obviously, what I would do is, honestly, depending on the size of the guy, like, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm not, like, the biggest guy, but, like, if he's a little, small, little, you know, quick little guy, honestly, I might just hop out the car and try to help him. Like, I mean, if he has a weapon, like a gun or a knife, like, you know... That's when the authorities come in. But if I see that, I might be able to, you know, help someone out, actually, that I don't even know for, like, you know, get my adrenaline boost. Like, mm -hmm. I might I might step in and, like, stand up for this person if they're yeah. getting robbed. But, you know, if it's, like, by gunpoint, by knife, sometimes you just have to, you know, step, step back and just call the police and just let the authorities take over in yeah. certain situations like that. Because you can only do so much where, you know, you put yourself in harm. You could, you could get involved. But at the same time, it's like, what what could happen if you do get involved? Would you get more in trouble for helping them out by, like, what if it was a prank? Or, like, would you get more in trouble by, you know, I don't know. Would you if, aggravate the situation more? Exactly. Like, what if what if, and what if they did have a weapon you didn't know, and so you got stabbed or you got shot, yeah. and they didn't? So, you know, it's really, it, it comes down to your moral decision if you want mm -hmm. to involve yourself in that type of just situation, I guess, because... I mean, I don't know. It's twelve o'clock. Oh, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't necessarily seen someone get robbed, but if I did, just depending on the size of the guy, honestly, I might want to get involved and just, you know, maybe play hero. But it's not always the best idea. To play <laughs> hero, so I like it. So you kind of have this like, if I can, I will attitude. You yeah. know, like, and it, you definitely take a step back and look at the so the situation a little bit more before you approach it. And that's 
That's probably what I would do too, honestly. Like you never know. Like the guy could just like really just steal his money and run off, you yeah. know? And like, yeah, that sucks. Like you got your money stolen, but like you, you have your life, you know, and you can yeah. take that home and you have the opportunity True. to make more money. You know, like some people like, you're like, Hey, no. And you want to be a hero and you get stepped in, dude, you get stabbed in the back, you know, Damn. you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. Like that, Damn. that one moment where you decided to stand up, like you never can again, you know, just like shit yeah. like that, you know? Really? So, so to take a step back and to look at the situation again, I think that's kind of, what we've been saying too that's the the root idea of this podcast is like it depends on the problem and you have to take a step back and look at it and see if it's something you want to involve yourself in true true and that kind of goes with like the boundary statements you're kind of giving yourself a boundary statement in that case like if someone was to get robbed do i want to step into this boundary into their situation or do i just kind of want to sit back observe and see what i can do either for them after it or you know right before right then and there because it just it, 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 in the end it really it, it really falls into your hands because they're already getting affected by it but do you want to be affected by it other than just watching it or do you want to get involved and be able to help them entirely either standing up for them or just by chasing them down so now that you have heard what we have to say go ahead and answer in the comments below what you would do in the case of a situation of, you know, getting robbed or vent, hearing too many people vent. But as we come to a closure, I'd like to hit you guys with the question of the day. Does California have a drought problem, or do Californians have a problem in the drought? Well, that's the end of this podcast, and we really appreciate you guys listening. And we hope that you turn the page into our new article next week.